Welcome to Living Astrology Podcast. This is a virtual space where you find accurate, sensitive and helpful information about the movements of the planets and the main cosmic energies we are experiencing. December is going to be an intense, revealing month. The changes we have been striving to implement in the last 12 months, the seeds of transformation that have grown slowly this year find their culmination in December. It's going to be eventful, but not surprising. In different areas of our life, we are going to let go of beliefs we have outgrown. We are going to review and transform our relationship patterns and work on values and self-esteem. This is the main, the main uh, priority this month. The most significant aspect of the month is the third Saturn square Uranus. This is an energy that creates tension between what is old, stable and secure with the novel, out-of-the-box and restless need for change. This aspect took, took place in February and June 2021, so we should be aware by now of this urge to shift towards something different. Also, Venus is going to go retrograde in the sign of Capricorn, being very close to Pluto for a few weeks. Pluto is the lord of the underworld and um, it's going to be at least intense. Any Venus retrograde brings a hard time to relationships and this one is not only making us confront the stark reality of our unions, but with Pluto so close we are working with very deep-seated and perhaps unconscious dynamics rooted in the relational model we have inherited from our parents or our family system. We have a solar eclipse in Sagittarius, the last one we will experience for about 19 years, which is going to wrap up a theme that started in June 2020. A theme having to do with our beliefs, righteousness and even our faith. Something is going to be let go of as it's time for new growth and new perspectives. I'm going to walk now through the month and uh, talk about the main the main aspects, on December 1st, Neptune goes direct at 20 degrees Pisces. It has been retrograde since June 26th this year, covering um, only 3 degrees from 23 to 20 degrees Pisces. This is important if you have planets around those degrees in any sign. Neptune represents our imagination, intuition and ability to escape the mundane. It rules dreams, visions, and shifts in consciousness. We may experience more clarity in a particular matter with Neptune going direct. Our illusions may be less strong. We may see where we have believed the fantasy or lies we have said or have been said to us will create more space for conscious decisions. Faith may be more available and compassion can be felt easier. It's interesting that this shift in our perception mirror by Neptune direct will happen simultaneously with the last eclipse in Sagittarius. On Saturday, December 4th, we have a new moon total solar eclipse that takes place at 12 degrees Sag. This is the last of a total of six eclipses that took place on the axis Gemini-Sagittarius in the last 18 months. Known um, to be a portal of change, this astronomical events, this, the, the eclipse, have a deep meaning um, 
An eclipse is usually a reflect transformations around the area of life represented by these particular signs. In the last year and a half, we have witnessed profound changes around travel, through the lockdowns, curfews, and basically impossibility of moving. Information and education, another reflection of these two zodiacal signs, have been deeply altered. How we share and spread information around the globe has been intensified and exploded due to the use of social media during the pandemic. Sagittarius is very much about strong beliefs and cosmologies that define our worldview and inform how we live our life. What you do every day, how you do it, comes from a script you have ingrained in your consciousness through conditioning and experience. Light goes off at the moment of the eclipse, so there is going to be dark in the space of our beliefs about the world and about life in general. We need to say goodbye to let go of ways of seeing the world that prevent us from natural growth. I think it's great to take some time this weekend and see where you need to make adjustments and what opportunities um, you have to create new structures in your life. Journal and identify core beliefs that you have you have or you have made significant that rule your life. Ask yourself if you want to continue in the same manner. There will be obvious elements in your current life that will point towards change. Embrace these and try to write down more healthy, adaptable or inspiring ideas that your experience can replace the current view on, on things. On December 6th and to the, towards the 8th, um, we have good days to be productive as long as we stay grounded and do not let our minds wander too much. Mars sextiles Pluto and squares Jupiter. This means a lot of energy is available to get things done, to focus intensely on what needs to be accomplished. Mercury, though, the planet of the mind is square Neptune and this aspect may provoke daydreaming so better utilize this energy to work while, while playing music or, or working into being creative. Use the force of this day to go deep into what needs to be explored. Do not deal with things superficially because you are prone to mistakes and omissions if focus is lacking. On December 11th, Venus, the planet ruling love, relationships, money and what we value, meets Pluto which is the, the, ruler of, uh, uh, the, the ruler or the lord of everything that is shadow, repressed. Um, it, it rules over death in Greek, Greek mythology. Pluto, or with its Greek name Hades, is the god of the underworld, where souls would retreat after death. It is a place not available for mortals or gods, and the only one who would enter Hades' world was Mercury. We can understand death and transformation through our mind, we can talk about it intellectually, but the real experience of death and rebirth is available at exact moments in life, whether that is the finality of life, or a visceral death of ego, a profound loss, or something else that completely changes who we are. So basically we are entering this domain of, I would say, a liminal territory between life and death. Venus, 
will meet Pluto three times as it moves retrograde on December 11th, December 24th and March 3rd. This is the magic of astrology in a way, informing us that for the next months we will live a profound soulful experience in the area of life we, we, we have reflected in the chart around 24-27 degrees Capricorn. These degrees are also very close to the January 2020 Saturn-Pluto conjunction that showed, the, showed and brought the inception of the pandemic worldwide. Much of what we value, how we express our care and love and how we spend our money will be shifted in the next months. Now let's talk about sacred geometry. Venus retrogrades for five times in the same place, same degree, for a duration of eight years. So if you draw a sphere, a circle, and you follow the retrograde Venus in your life, in your lifetime, you will uncover or you will draw a pentagram. In December 2013, Venus went retrograde at 28 Capricorn. Before that, December 2005, same in December 1997 and in 1989. I'm giving these years so you can look in your past and understand what's, what, what happened during those times. And of course, you can go forward, uh, you can go backwards in time if, uh, if you have significant things going on in the past. It's important to map the events of December of, of, of these years and perhaps even January, February, the following years in order to retrace the theme that life brings back to us in this moment in time. Why is this so significant? Because of Pluto staying so close to Venus, not for a day, which is the case yearly, but for a few weeks in December. I advise we look at the architecture of our relational life and start that exploration at our first Venus retrograde that you map for your life. Mine was December 1989, in the midst of the social revolution happening in Romania. There was war on the streets and men were needed to go outside and fight to break the communist regime. I remember that winter and how I felt when my father left the house, how I felt a fear I can't even describe now while, while talking about it. It's paralyzing me as I speak, my throat remembering the helplessness, the, the, the realization that I am too small to do anything, that life is wicked and strange and people die. I remember the terror within my mother and my family members and my neighbors and I remember the walk outside during those days and the constant fear in my bones the stark, dirty snow and the grey buildings sprinkled with bullets. I was seven years old and my world literally crumbled because nothing was ever the same. Was it that time when I first lost my, my, my innocence or parts of my innocence? I think what's significant now in, in my 40s is to retrace how those events build up into patterns and how every eight years something happened that may have solidified an attitude, a belief about love, relationships and how I value myself, a belief that would have been born 
at that first Venus retrograde in Capricorn. And this is the work that I invite you to do. Because we should expect an intense December with ghosts from the past coming back. Maybe not only to haunt us, but to clear the way for a better future. December is, a mo is more a month of, of grieving and loss than a month of celebration. Unless we celebrate the amazing potential of transformation and healing that Pluto will imbue on our love and also financial life. However, expect uncomfortable moods and, and states of mind. Um, this is a time of purging, of demolition of old structures and foundations. Self-esteem and how we value ourselves can be worked on deeply during this time. Understanding what we value by looking at how we spend our time, on what we spend our time, our money, our energy. This is how we see where our focus goes, so it should go on what we value. Is this beneficial? Is this healthy? Going deeper with, with your intentions and desires, penetrating the real value underneath the things or people that we have employed to represent these values in our life. Are you happy with the way you spend your time and your energy? Maybe we are ready now to uncover the repressed secrets from our childhood, to, to understand ourselves better looking at the past with curiosity, but also with detachment. Pluto only wants truth, and many times when we have to work with Pluto transits or aspects, it's about revealing the truth, um, that kind of truth that would have, would have showed that the world is a nasty place. I have this, this, this um, view now, this image in my mind of a child born with strong Pluto in their chart. And they, the family's together in the child, and let's say it's, he's maybe nine or ten, and he speaks about different things he observes within his family. Things like Uncle John watching something strange on TV that looks like porn, or um, father doing certain things that, that are quite taboo. And the child doesn't know all of this. The child doesn't know that. This truth has to be covered and um, adults have a way of, I guess, pretending in order to conserve peace or decency. And little, this, little, this, this little boy with a strong Pluto in the chart doesn't know he's doing anything wrong. He's just speaking the truth he's seeing. But this is the truth that is very uncomfortable. So with every Pluto transit, we... We go back and we uncover the things that have been repressed. And I wonder if these months until March, we will not see everywhere in the media stories of abuse, rape, financial fraud, stories that speak about how certain people use their power to manipulate, betray and sustain a fake status quo. And this is not new. This has been going on for some time now, but something tells me that we are going to see a or we are going to 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 touch on a very different intensity of these things and same in your life in the area where you have capricorn what have you hidden in the basement that was not pretty enough to stand in the living room 
Now we have the energy, it is the auspicious time to face the darkness of our own relational patterns, our own self-harm and self-abuse, our own unhealthy spending habits, for example. The following days from December 11 to the 18, we'll feel tense with an element of frustration and having to push through our endeavors. It may be the stress of the holidays or different other things we are dealing on with but but this is definitely a time to 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 find resources of strength and push through on the 12th we may have a hard time staying grounded while the sun squares neptune this might be a better day to relax and take a break or go towards a more spiritual embodiment on the 18th of december we have a full moon at 27 degrees gemini and this brings somehow an easy, fun energy oriented towards communication. The closest aspect is a um, semi-sextile to Venus, Pluto and Capricorn. So there will probably be communication and ideas around the stuff we are reviewing about our relationships and finances and self-worth. This is a very good day to write letters to family members or people who you have history with, even if these letters will never be sent. It's a day to letting our thoughts about the past and journaling is a great practice to become more aware and more conscious and also to, to vent. The full moon uh, sextiles Jupiter and this is a good, this is a good aspect. Um, there will be opportunities for growth and expansion as well as a more optimistic vibe. Maybe we can plan a vacation during this time or we decide to embark on a, a new topic or for study. On December 19th, Venus begins its retrograde journey. When this happens, Venus disappears from the evening sky for 40 days and nights and then emerges back as a morning star. So if you are listening to this podcast before December 19th, the most beautiful star in the sky is Venus and for a month and a few days you won't be seeing it anymore in the night sky. You won't be seeing it at all. She's hidden. She's in the underworld. But then on March 3rd, it emerges back as a morning star. So if you wake up at morning before the sunset, before the sunrise, you're going to see a beautiful, bright Venus in the sky. In myth, the journey of Venus in the underworld um, happens with the purpose of stripping her of adornments, of, of, of the beautiful things she's wearing, like jewelry and clothes, uh, stripping her of her safety and security in order to discover a more empowered inner confidence. During the retrograde time, relationships may cool down, we will question the things we value and make advancement in practicing self-love because the love outside of ourselves may be blocked or restricted. With Venus going retrograde in Capricorn, we revise the building blocks of what we appreciate and attract in our life, whether this is a person, a hobby or a way of being. I see this process metaphorically as a remodeling of a house. And I say this because of the Capricorn influence. 
We go through particular stages when we embark on a complete transformation of our home. We restructure it so it is more functional, more livable and more attractive. And this is basically what we are going to be doing. We work also to preserve those parts that have special character and meaning. Therapist Rochelle Sheila, who I've been studying recently, has broken this remodeling metaphor down into six specific areas, which apply very well to this Venus retrograde conjunct Pluto. The first stage is falling apart. This is a final acceptance that the home can no longer be sustained the way it is and that it has to be remodeled. The second step is taking on the remodeling, the decision to personally do the work because the task is now unavoidable. Then there is the tearing out phase, assessing the damage, understanding the original design and sorting out what can be, can be saved. Then we start a work of rebuilding, replacing the damaged parts and adding new, more functional parts, but making them part of a seamless, attractive design. Then we maintain the whole home so it does not return to despair moving on. And maybe another phase is the decision to move on to more remodeling projects, because we have done this one so far so good. So I'm saying this and I'm bringing this metaphor and these stages because I believe we can be following these steps and apply them towards the area of life that corresponds to our Capricorn house or, or in general to our finances and our relationships and our self-esteem. Until end of March when Venus moves back and forth from 26 to 11 degrees Capricorn, we will definitely be remodeling a foundational and structural aspect of our life. Further in December, the 20th might bring strange conversations, weird thoughts and the potential to change our mind towards a more progressive and liberating attitude. There will be frustration too, as we may battle the familiar and safe space of what we already know as real. But this day stay open for alternatives and experiment, at least in the mental space. On the 21st, we have the winter solstice with the sun moving into Capricorn and also the nodes of fate changing sign towards Taurus and Scorpio. Starting a period of a year and a half of release and growth in new parts of our life. Collectively, we will see an increase in topics in Taurian topics like protecting planet Earth, self-sustainability, stock market, and um, a tendency towards a slower, more peaceful life rhythm. We will release and let go of scorpionic themes like power, taboo topics, extreme wealth, natural resources hidden underground. Emotional intensity will be replaced with mindful living in the present moment with serene and peaceful attitudes. And I'm afraid we enter the toughest time of the month, um, which should be also the most inspiring, Christmas Eve. On this day, we experience the third Saturn-Uranus square, or the main energy of the year that creates tension between old and new. 
Happening at the Christmas dinner, this energy may culminate in a decision to move forward away from the familiar that constricts and limits our growth towards pastures that seem more explorative. We may finally decide to quit that boring job, to give up habits that obstruct our authenticity, as people-pleasing, for example. We may finally say yes to scary things that take us out of our comfort zone. Whatever it is that may happen to you, you may need to decide between what you know and what scares you. Uranus can be inciting for some of us, but from the many sessions I had this year with clients who anticipated change, um, I saw that the main embodiment of this energy was strong anxiety. For sure, all my clients had the feeling that things cannot go on as they are, that something has to give, that change is imminent, even without having a finite idea of how that change looks like. From personal anecdotes, I learned that what scares me the most is the thing that also brings the most growth to me. So if that is your purpose and your process, go ahead and follow your fears as they will reveal a more authentic and honest self once you face the things that keep you stuck. The following day on Christmas Eve, sorry, on Christmas Day, Venus, this time retrograde, makes her second conjunction to Pluto. So basically, everything I spoke about in terms of the underworld and, and going deeper into relational aspects is is hitting a second phase. Now, this may be a very intense, intense and strong day, especially if we spend it around family and significant people. Stuff will come out from the dark. Secrets may be revealed while eating Christmas cake. Compulsions and dark states may need to be looked at. I suggest you keep your calm, but don't ignore the demolition that is going on inside. That's taking place for sure. Remember the remodeling metaphor that I just spoke about? Because the Christmas day may teach us about what is falling apart and what needs to be teared down so we can rebuild a more functional and attractive relationship, family dynamic, or any other aspect of your life. Venus as a planet loves to love, but when retrograde it focuses inward and we may be more attuned to the lack of love whether that's lack of self-love or the lack of love from outside. Pluto likes the dark, so this may be a hard day for those who are grieving, who have suffered a loss, who are alone during this holiday time. Keep your faith strong, things are shifting, and we are all in the state of rebirth. And as birth itself is a very painful process, so this Christmas may bring pains up to the surface to be to be healed. The last days of the month bring Mercury close to Venus and Pluto. Will this intensify? Yes, for sure. I suggest start with journaling. You will feel the need to talk, to discuss serious matters, serious, very significant matters of the heart. Our thoughts will be intense, maybe even compulsive, bordering paranoia. I did not mention jealousy so far, but this may be a very clear expression of these transits for the entire month. Stay centered and grounded. Do not let the compelling vibes take you over. Whatever happens, remain an observer. Notice with curiosity what is happening. 
Pluto increases the survival mechanisms that are so unconscious in all of us. And especially if you are not accustomed to feeling strong emotions, these days may feel very, very tense and heavy. So when we are in a survival space, we basically go into fight or flight or freeze. And it will be very helpful if, if during this time and these days you experience something like fight, flight or freeze and allow yourself to go through it, to notice it, to monitor it, to observe it, because it is for the best. Like I said, journal and speak with a compassionate, trusting friend. Although with Venus retrograde next to Pluto, trust will be the last thing we will feel for sure. Be gentle, all will pass. On December 29th, Jupiter moves into Pisces where it will spend most of the next year. And this is, I think, a very soothing energy that is going to create a little bit more gentleness within all that intensity. Jupiter will also conjunct Neptune during the year, increasing themes like spirituality, compassion and imagination. We may see an explosion of movies and photographic art, new developments that have to do with faith and other levels of consciousness. Where you have Pisces in your chart, you will expand what is already there, so make sure you lay the ground for positive and healthy growth. This being said, I can conclude that December is going to be an intense month. Whether intense is perceived as positive or negative is beyond the point. This month will clearly bring change, transformation and novelty. It will also bring stuff from the very, very deep past, whether the past is one that can be remembered or is totally unconscious. The purpose of all these transits is to create the context for living a more truthful, honest and authentic life for all of us. And that in itself is liberating but extremely hard. However, it's not impossible. I recommend you book a consultation for the year ahead if you haven't done so and don't forget to offer one as a Christmas gift for those you love. Thank you for listening and for your ongoing support. I love receiving your feedback and I'm grateful that you share with me stories that always confirm the things I speak of in this, in this podcast. Please rate the podcast on the platform you are listening on as your appreciation and vote will allow more people to receive it. And as always, share the link with your friends, family and whoever you know may benefit from this information. I invite all of you who are touched by something I said here to delve deeper, to book a consultation whether or not you believe in astrology, the benefits of talking about what we go through and the validation that the chart can, can offer are extremely healing. A session may be enough to install acceptance and remove resistance and that is often what we need in order to release suffering. You can find me on Instagram as Alina Apostol or through my website alinaapostol.com. Have a peaceful and safe month.